0: You are listening to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, episode number 82. Welcome to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, where you will learn brand new and shockingly different tools to lose weight for the last time. And now, here's your host, certified life and weight loss coach, Laura Conley. Hey, Yummy Mummies. Let's continue our work on feelings. Ugh, are you like rolling your eyes or are you excited? So, Before we dive in, I'm going to tell you another little excerpt that I have in collecting information from my clients about how this podcast and how other podcasts I have been on has helped them or inspired them to lose weight for the last time. So I'm going to share something that came from my client, Casey. She says, what stood out was Laura, her ability to be so genuine, real, and relatable. She just has this natural ability to help people and I honestly can't imagine working with anyone else. She is a master in her mission and I do believe with her coaching will help a million moms and more, more importantly, make the world a better place, one mindful, happy, healthier mom at a time. Oh my God. I'm totally stealing that and inserting it into my brain, your belief in this mission because I believe in it, but then sometimes, you know, you guys, I have a human brain too. Sometimes my brain's like really a million. And then of course I think, well, how many moms does Weight Watchers help? (laughs) Probably like millions and millions and not to bash Weight Watchers because they really have helped so many women, but there's so many women also that go to Weight Watchers over and over and don't actually solve their problem at the root. So we really are gonna help a million moms at the root with their relationship with food and themselves so that for generations to come, this is just not a problem that we have to solve anymore. And we can just not have to overcome this. We can just stay the way that we are as kids, right? We come happy. We come healthy. All we have to do is just keep it. I really feel like that's part of our jobs as moms is just to like help our kids keep who they are and how they came intact, right? No big deal. We can totally do it. No pressure. (laughs) Anyways, Casey, thank you for saying that. It's so awesome. I've loved reading all of my clients' responses as to what they loved about this podcast and how they found me and how they got into all this. It's really, it's just like been really moving for me. Every time I read this stuff, I just want to cry. So, we are totally in last day of school vibes over here in Colorado. It's been super fun. Our neighborhood is so fun. They had a bounce house and shave ice, and we had a little happy hour last night. It was super fun. And if you guys have been following the grass story, you guys know my husband has accepted the suburban dad assignment. And our grass is very green. So our neighbors down the street, the dad, (laughs) it's also very into go to my Instagram. You guys, if you have not followed the grass story and the analogy behind it, because I did make a weight loss analogy, (laughs) the grass is greener where you water it, get it. Okay. That's like the summary of the analogy. But anyways, so our neighbor, Nick down the street, he's like into his grass too. And he's like Brian's little, my husband, he's like Brian's, my husband's Brian, in case you don't know. He's like Brian's little mentee when it comes to the grass. Although he's not little, he's very tall and very big and he's very hockey player ish. Anyways. So his daughter, who is like the cutest thing ever She got to sing in her choir at the baseball game. So the Colorado Rockies were playing last week and her choir, her school choir, her elementary choir got to sing the national anthem. (laughs) And so Nick told his daughter, he said, wear flip-flops so that you can take your flip-flops off and put your feet in the grass like that they play the baseball, that they play baseball in, like in the stadium. Like, so you can feel how like plush it is and so she sings her national anthem whenever and nick is like how was it how was the grass what did it feel like and she goes it wasn't good as it, it wasn't as good as brian's oh my god you guys my husband has like literally been on cloud nine since this like cute little nine-year-old in our neighborhood is giving him a lot of athletes for his grass anyways if you've been following that story you guys know my husband has like a literal grass club i think he should start an instagram Moving on to feelings. Let's start with an excerpt. I'm into excerpts apparently because last podcast, I read you guys a poem. This podcast, I'm going to read you guys an excerpt that my client turned me on to, although I had already read it. You guys know I am rereading Untamed. It's probably going to take me the whole year, which I actually kind of like because I feel like I want to digest it chapter by chapter slowly but surely because there's just so much goodness in this book called untamed you guys know glennon doyle she's the best i've been following her since like day one since like her first book carry on warrior came out i can remember being on like the stairmaster at the gym just bawling my eyes out she's such a good writer and she just describes the human experience in such a way that feel, makes you feel like so connected to yourself. So I just love her as a writer. So my client who I love had pointed out this excerpt to me, and I want to share it with you guys because I think it will provide some insight. And then we'll talk a little bit more about feelings. And then I promise I'll stop talking about feelings for like two weeks. <laughs> okay. So here's what Glennon says about feelings. She says, I was embarrassed to tell anyone how much I hurt but I decided to try to explain it to the people in that circle. She's describing, I think her first time or her second time at AA. So she goes on to say, they were the first people I trusted with all of me because they were the first people I ever heard tell the whole truth. They had shown me their insides. So I showed them mine. I said something like, hi, I'm Glennon and I've been sober for six days. I feel awful. I think this awfulness is why I started drinking in the first place. I'm starting to worry that what was wrong with me wasn't the booze, it was underneath it. It was me. It doesn't seem like being alive is as hard for other people as it is for me. It just feels like there's some kind of secret to life. I don't know, like I'm doing it all wrong. Thanks for listening. After the meeting ended, a woman walked over and sat down next to me. She said, thanks for sharing, I relate. I just wanted to tell you something that somebody told me in the beginning. It's okay to feel all of the stuff you're feeling. You're just becoming human again. You're not doing life wrong, you're doing it right. If there's any secret you're missing, it's that doing it right, it's just really hard. Feeling all your feelings is hard, but that's what they're there for. Feelings are for feeling, all of them, even the hard ones. The secret is that you're doing it right and that doing it right hurts sometimes. I did not know before that woman told me that all feelings were for feeling. I did not know that I was supposed to feel everything. I thought I was supposed to feel happy. I thought that happy was for feeling and that pain was for fixing and numbing and deflecting and hiding and ignoring. I thought that when life got hard, it was because I had gone wrong somewhere. I thought that pain was weakness and that I was supposed to suck it up. But the thing was that the more I sucked it up, the more food and booze I had to suck down. Oh my God. Can you guys relate to this too? I love how she says here, she says, I'm starting to worry that what was wrong with me wasn't the booze. It was what was underneath it. And so that's what I want you guys to explore is maybe you don't identify as an emotional eater, but you're not at your natural weight. Sometimes you don't even know the emotions that you're eating until you stop eating. And then you'll notice what comes up and you're like, oh, fuck, right? Here's some... Shame, or here's some guilt, or here's some anger, or here's some fill in the blank negative emotion. And I just think she does such a good job, or this woman who told her of being like, Yeah, it's hard. And you guys, like I said before, it's hard, but then you get skilled and you get better and it gets easy. I promise. Okay, what were you guys taught about feeling? Your feelings, growing up, like think back. You'll get an answer pretty quickly. What were you taught from your parents, from culture, from teachers? A lot of my clients say that they were taught to suck it up, right? Just like Glennon's saying. They literally say, I was taught to suck it up. I was taught to just stop already. Maybe you were taught, this needs to be fixed. Let me help you, right? Even if your parents were well-intentioned, and of course, most of our parents were and are well-intentioned, even if that is the case, sometimes like our parents didn't know that because of course they had parents too, and they live in our culture too. So like, let's not blame our parents. I really love to remember that our parents were just doing the best that they could. Now, I really think my parents were doing the best that they could, and I think they did it fucking awesome job. Some of her parents were doing the best they could and they kind of sucked. Like their best kind of (laughs) sucked. That's also like helpful to know for some of us. What did your parents, what did culture teach you about feeling? Did they teach you like, oh, you're having a big emotion? Do you want a snack? That'll help. I'll never forget my client telling me about how her parents offered her kid french fries in order to solve the temper tantrum right it's so interesting were you taught that you should always be happy you should always be calm were you taught that you were only allowed to feel positive emotions were you taught that you weren't allowed to express your emotions like having a temper tantrum what were you taught about feeling about having big feelings about having emotions and then on the flip side i've even heard from some of my clients where you know maybe they lived in a home where their parents were therapists or their parents were really into feelings and sometimes it was like overanalyzed or there was like too much focus on the feelings maybe the goal you guys isn't to always feel better maybe the goal Is just to feel. I'm really into this. I think I might have said that on the last podcast too. Like, what if we can, what if I can drill that into my brain and into your brain? The goal is to feel. The goal is not necessarily to feel better. All we want to do all the time is feel better, feel better, feel better. How can I feel better? How can I feel better? What if the question was, how can I feel? So, what I want to know is, Now that you know what you were taught or maybe you have an inkling into what you were taught about feelings growing up, is what you were taught serving you? Because if you were taught to not feel and now here you are not feeling or you were taught to fix your emotions or avoid them or escape them by doing something that doesn't serve you, like I know, let's just watch a show or I know, let's just have a snack Or I know, let's just distract. That totally rhymed. (laughs) There's gotta be like a fun way to say distract snack or something like that. Anyways, so is what you were taught serving you? Because a lot of us turn what our parents have taught or what culture has taught us, right? Just look at like the Coca-Cola commercials or McDonald's commercials, right? They are teaching emotional eating, right? They're teaching you that if you eat or drink these things, that you'll be happy. Isn't that so interesting? And it's all about fun. It's all good, right? I don't even know their slogans anymore, but it's all about that. So is what you were taught about feeling your emotions serving you, or are you using food to fix or avoid because you were taught that emotions, especially negative ones, have no place here? So just explore that. You don't have to like quickly change. You don't have to do a quick 180 on it. So here's the next question I want you to ask, because a lot of people will like get on board with me. They're like, yeah, I now really actually do identify as an emotional eater. Go back to uh, episode 80, if you haven't explored that. And so a lot of my clients will be like, yeah, actually I am kind of an emotional eater and i was taught that feelings were not to be felt and that they were to be fixed and i do see that me not feeling my feelings is not serving me so the question becomes then like what do you think might happen if you actually feel a feeling because this is where some of my clients can get stuck is they're like yeah i'm on board but i'm too scared to feel my feelings Because if I feel my feelings, right, and answer this question for yourself, you guys, what might happen to you if you actually feel a feeling? My clients will be like, or this might be what I used to think too. What do you think? If you actually feel that really scary feeling like loneliness or shame or terror or anxiety, like what might actually happen if you feel the feeling? And remember, feeling a feeling just means Now, N, name the feeling. Okay, the feeling. Like, okay, like it's allowed. And then W, watch it, witness it. What might happen if you feel that feeling through? Okay. My clients will say, you might say, I might die. I might go like into a black hole and never come out. I might make it worse. I might lose control. I might make my kids feel not safe. I don't wanna be weak. If I feel these feelings, that means I'm weak. That's so interesting. It's just too scary or like it's all consuming, right? I got other shit to do. I don't have time to feel my feelings, right? This is just gonna disrupt the status quo if I feel my feelings. It's gonna change things, right? If I feel my feelings, other people, they, might judge me so notice if you have these same thoughts about you feeling your feelings it's so interesting to look at and then if you do I want you to start to counter these thoughts because some of these thoughts might feel really true you might really believe oh I don't have time to feel my feelings so let's counter some of these together okay so of course you have time to feel your feelings do you guys know how long it takes to feel a feeling 10 seconds, right? Do not be confused. You do not need to have a fucking seance with candles and incense and your kids asleep perfectly with the doors closed like little cherubs in order to feel your feelings, right? You can feel your feelings on the fly. Now, can you set aside time to have like a big sob fest for sure, right? That actually can help. Okay, I'm going to process this feeling right now. This is anxiety. It's in my chest. It's hot and red. It's okay for it to be here. You know what? I think I need to like sit with this later. So tonight, after the kids go to bed, I am going to do that. Right. So you can do both. There's room for both, but I don't want you to be mistaken and think that you have to have seven hours to feel through all your negative emotions. You can do it on the fly. You can bring them with you. What about I might lose control? The loss of control, you guys, comes from resisting feeling your feelings, not from feeling your feelings. I promise you. It's so interesting when we resist our feelings. What ends up happening is we do lose control, right? Our kids then don't feel safe. It actually does get scary. Just notice that, right? Like if you aren't feeling your feelings and then you're eating, it really will feel like that, right? If you are eating, oftentimes when it's for emotional reasons, it does feel like you're out of control. It feels like someone's like snatched your body, right? They might judge me. Maybe they will judge you for feeling your feelings. Maybe it'll be an example for them. Maybe they'll judge you and you're gonna decide not to care, right? Because people are gonna judge you regardless. People are gonna judge you if you feel, people are gonna judge you if you don't feel. It's hard. Yeah, maybe it is hard, but maybe what's harder is not feeling them. Maybe what's harder is continuing to stay the same. I might die. Like I literally might die in a black hole. I promise you, you're not gonna die. It's just, remind yourself though, it's okay that I think that I might die. It's okay that I am scared to feel those feelings and I won't die because this feeling really is a vibration in my body and no vibration in my body can kill me. Be really nice to yourself when your brain comes up with your rational things, right? I don't wanna be weak. Is it weak to feel your feelings or is it true strength? If I think about it, feeling your feelings is like the biggest act of vulnerability that we can take. And that takes courage. And people that are courageous are the strongest people in the world. So just remind yourself, I don't want my kids to feel like they're not safe, right? So processing through emotion does not mean that you like start throwing shit at the wall. No, processing through your feelings just means you're naming your feelings, you're okaying them and you're sensing the vibration in your body. You can do that in front of your kids. If you don't want to do it in front of your kids, you don't have to. But sometimes I think that it's really profound for our kids to see that we have big feelings. Because if we show them that we have big feelings and we don't die from them, it gives them permission to have big feelings. And they don't then... Feel like they are wrong or bad for having big feelings i mean what a fucking gift to give our kids to show them that we have big feelings and it's okay to have big feelings and it's okay for them to have big feelings and they're gonna have big feelings for the rest of their lives right this is changing the conversation from one generation to the next This is reshaping an entire generation. Your willingness to feel, again, it's a practice. Don't feel like you have to get it all right. You're going to practice over and over and over again. So you guys, I want to encourage you to start feeling your feelings and to also start countering the thoughts that you have that are blocking you from feeling like it's going to take too much time or it's too painful or it's scary or I don't want to be weak or anything that we just talked about right? I want you to just explore it, see what happens. Because I know for my clients and I know for all of us that are emotional eaters, which is 99.99999 percent of us, that if we're going to lose weight for the last time, we're going to have to stop eating for emotional reasons most of the time, most of the time, especially when it comes to those last five or 10 pounds. A lot of my clients, can get like that first chunk off by working on some of their emotional eating. But then that last five pounds, you'll really, you'll really get in touch with yourself. You'll really get to know yourself. You'll be like, oh, this is that there's this last emotion that I don't want to feel. Usually it's like boredom or rest. Well, it's all different, but boredom, restlessness, anxiety, like, oh, that's someone I really don't want to feel. And that is your ticket. That is the currency for those last five or 10 pounds. And so you guys know, I talk about compelling reasons. You have to be really compelled to wanna lose weight for the last time. These reasons have to light you up. But what I'm finding is that we also have to be really compelled to want to feel, to want to feel negative emotions. So why might I actually wanna feel negative emotions, right? Answer that question for yourself. It's really interesting. Why might I actually want to take Laura up on this? Because if I do, then maybe I'm living a truthful, authentic life. Because maybe then I'll get to lose those last five pounds and set an example for my kids or rock the bikini. You guys know, I don't care if your reason is super quote unquote shallow, which is not shallow in the first place, or super, super quote unquote deep. So that's what I'll leave you with. Guys, I really love when you engage with me and you send me an email or you send me a DM and you tell me, oh, this is what I loved about this podcast. Oh, what about doing a podcast on this? This really resonated with me. So, if you ever have an inkling to reach out, please do. And remember, if you want help with emotional eating on a deeper level, make sure you're on the wait list. Doors are going to open at the end of June for the people on the wait list, and then they'll open to the public. If you're interested, if you want to work with me, if you want to lose weight for the last time, I want you to be sure that you're going to get a spot. So go to lauraconley.com, click work with me and get yourself on that wait list. I love you guys so much. That is the episode for this week. I hope you have the best week ever and I'll talk to you soon. Ciao, ciao. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would love it. Love it. If you leave a rate review and a subscribe on whatever you're listening to this podcast in pretty, pretty pleased with a cherry on top, it would help me so much. And it would help all the other mamas out there hear this message. Thank you in advance. I really appreciate it. And you have to come check out the Yummy Mummy experience. It's my proven lose weight for the last time group coaching and course. Head to laraconley.com and just click work with me. Other than that, you guys, I would love to give you a free gift. If you want your free listener-only gift, go to larconleycom forward slash gift. And from there, you will get your free best ever weight loss hack. So cool. The last thing I wanna tell you, you guys, is I do have a free Facebook group. It's called, you guessed it, The Yummy Mummy. Lose weight for the last time, and body drama and get food freedom. You can just search that in Facebook, or again, you can head to the show notes and you'll find the link there. All right, you guys have the best day ever.